0: We're broadcasting on our facebook fan page the african history network welcome to the african history network show it is monday It is tuesday i'm sorry it's tuesday november 30th 2021 and we are live broadcasting right here on 9 10 a.m. the a.m superstation the future radio so um i got the breaking news story uh when we got off the air last night or early this morning actually when we fin- when i finally finished broadcasting early uh this morning it was about 1230 a.m. when I finish broadcasting, we got the breaking news story from NBC News. Barbados cuts ties with the queen, becomes a republic in spectacular ceremony. And then also we saw that Rihanna, who is from Barbados, international superstar Rihanna, recording artist Rihanna, who is from Barbados. We saw that Rihanna was uh, named a national hero um, as well. Okay, uh, in Barbados. So we know Barbados was a um, English colony, a British colony, going back to 1627, and Barbados created a lot of wealth for uh, England. Okay, especially with the sugarcane plantations. So Barbados has uh, removed Queen Elizabeth the second as its head of state in a spectacular ceremony that uh, started late Monday night, um, November 29th and continued into the morning. And uh, this article here that we have up on the screen is from uh, NBC news. Barbados cuts ties with, uh, with queen Elizabeth the second becomes a Republic in a dazzling ceremony. Now today is the anniversary of uh, Barbados Uh, Barbados' Independence Day, um, November 30th, 1966. November 30th, 1966, they declared their independence from Great Britain, but uh, Queen Elizabeth still remained as a head of state. Uh, The event was held 55 55 years to the day since Barbados gained full independence but kept the monarch in the ceremonial role at the strike of midnight local time. The new Republic was born cheers of local crowds. The moment was marked by a 21 gun salute and the playing of the Barbadian national anthem. So we're going to give you more details on what happened. Um, We know prince charles was there as well who's heir to the british throne we're going to give you some background history on barbados also and and it's interesting that um prince charles mentioned slavery okay he mentioned slavery today uh but he didn't mention he didn't give an apology for slavery he mentions um slavery th- that barbados was enslaved by Great Britain. But he didn't mention he didn't give an apology for slavery and he didn't mention reparations. So, you know, a lot of people find that interesting. Um uh, especially being that Great Britain paid reparations to 46,000 slave owners in uh uh they paid reparations to British slave owners throughout the British colonies when they abolished slavery in um uh 1834. But they didn't uh, give reparations to the enslaved Africans. Very, very interesting. So we'll talk about that story. Also, we'll give you an update on uh the tragic school shooting in Oxford, uh, Michigan. Three killed, eight injured in shooting at Oxford High School. We know uh, the suspect is a, 15, a 15-year-old sophomore who's uh, in custody. Uh, Oakland County Under Sheriff Michael McCabe said at a news conference today and he said a, hunt, a handgun was also found, he said. So more details are coming out uh, on that shooting. They still don't have a, a motive as of the time of uh, uh, today's broadcast. And then on yesterday's show we ran out of time. I, I wanted to get to uh, this topic uh, once again dealing with the uh, McMichael Bryan uh, murder trial and the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, uh, the difference between uh, felony murder and malice murder, the difference between malice murder and felony murder. We know Travis McMichael was found guilty of um, uh, malice murder and felony murder, but um, Greg McMichael, the father, and William Bryan were found not guilty of malice murder. So we'll uh, deal. We have a segment where we deal with that. What's the difference between uh, malice murder and uh, felony murder in the state of Georgia, in the state of Georgia? OK, All right. now, on the African History Network, show, we focus on educating, empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world? Because right now it's corrects your own behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself what you think about yourself is based upon what you haven't taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man or a woman's thoughts, you can control the circumference of his or her actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Now we deal with a number of different topics here on the African History Network show. We deal with current events, history, politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Be sure to visit our website, africanhistorynetwork.com, africanhistorynetwork.com. You can register for the online courses, online history classes I teach on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, Saturday is uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. From the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. And then on Sunday, it is Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, where they didn't teach them at school. And we teach these at uh, 12 noon and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday and Sunday. We do the sessions live. All the classes are recorded. You can go back and watch at any time. All right, we're coming up here on the break. Uh, and we also have a special discount. Uh, normally, the classes are $130 each. We have a special promotion going on for a couple more days. We have a bundle pack. You can register for both classes for only $70. As soon as you register, you can watch the uh, archived content and then you'll be ready for class this weekend. That's at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. All right, we're coming up here on the break. Listen to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation, the future radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Kwanzaa is coming and the KwanzaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, Candles, a mat, a cup, the African-American flag, and a basket. Visit the kwanzashop.com. The they have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit com and place your order today. kwanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday.
1: The kwanzashop.com. Mental health and well-being have long been a taboo subject in the so-called African American community. So I enlisted the help of mental health experts, thought leaders, and activists to help kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and heal from post-traumatic slave syndrome.
2: We experience trauma a lot of times um, on a subconscious level. So sometimes something happens to us and we know that it's traumatizing, but we don't really recognize the extent of the
1: trauma. We are emotionally constipated and emotionally obese because again, all the things that we experienced in childhood, we suffocated and we stored in our bodies. It's a time to kill and it's a time to heal. We've been haunted by the ghost of Willie Lynch and his doctrine of self-refueling trauma for too long. It's time for Willie to die. Die, Willie. Stop. It stops for the ghost, L-O-X-D block. It's time to kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and get out the matrix. Check out my man Ron Life Speaks at DieWilly.com.
0: Entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Unfortunately, many people confuse infuse what racism is. Racism is a power structure. It so with laws and policies that put us in this predicament, it's going to be laws and policies that take it down. So when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you can control the compass of his or her
2: actions because the mind can't do a piece with it, doesn't know. We have it all on 910 a.m. a.m. Superstation.
0: Welcome back to the African History Network show, right here on 910A on the Superstation The Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Tuesday, November 30th, 2021, and we are live. All right, we're going to go to clip one here in just a second from NBC News, Shakita. Okay, so uh, right before the break, uh, we were talking about the news that came out of uh, Barbados over the night. Now, I posted about this on our Facebook fan page the African History Network and it got a huge uh it got a huge response and um you got over 9000 likes the article from uh NBC News that I posted and we're going to deal with some um history uh of Barbados uh as well. So face to com has an article as well Barbados names Rihanna national hero as a country becomes world's newest, uh, republic. Okay. So this is huge news out of, uh, Barbados. Barbados has a population of about 287,000, uh, people. If we go back to this article here from, uh, NBC news. Okay. So, uh, the event was held 55 years to the the day since barbados gained full independence they gained their independence november 30th 1966 at the strike of midnight local time the new republic was born to the cheers of local crowds the moment was marked by a 21 gun salute and the playing of the barbadian national anthem now a dazzling display of fireworks dance and music was followed by um, followed by prime minister mia motley declaring the singer Rihanna, who is a Barbadian native, they declared, and she's a global superstar, they declared her a national hero. Uh, Rihanna was declared a national hero by the prime minister of Barbados, Mia Motley, okay? And we know that the uh, new president was elected about a month ago, uh, also Sandra Mason, So we'll talk about that here as well. Uh, And we also posted a a video from uh, ABC News covering this story. Uh, We posted this video um, earlier today also. That's on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network as well. And the caption says, Shine Like a Diamond, which is from uh, one of Rihanna's uh, popular songs. Now... Um, Sandra Mason, a Barbadian, who had served as the island's governor general or queen's representative, was sworn in as the country's first president at the ceremony that took place overnight. She was elected to the figurehead post by parliament last month. But um uh, Mia Motley, the uh, prime minister, will continue to run the country. Now, "Quote: It is a monumental step," Christina Hines, a senior lecturer in political science at the University of the West Indies in Eastern in Eastern Barbados, said on a Zoom call from her home in Wanstead. W a n s t a s t a s t e a d north of the capital of Bridgetown Bridgetown, ahead of the ceremony. She said, quote, I think it is part of the evolution of our independence and it is certainly long overdue. Now, Prince Charles um, attended the ceremony as well. Prince Charles is the heir to the British throne. He was in attendance as Barbados celebrated ending its formal links uh, with his 95-year-old mother, Queen Elizabeth II. Now, Queen Elizabeth is Queen of 15 other realms, including uh, the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, and Jamaica. Now, something else that's interesting here is that uh, we're going to go to this clip here, uh, clip number one, Chiquita. Um Barbados is going. Barbados is organized now as a republic. But Barbados will remain in the Commonwealth, which is a voluntary association of 54 states that includes many former British colonies and which the queen has championed throughout her life, according to NBC News. So what's what's going to be interesting to see is how will Barbados do economically after being declared a republic? um because we know that uh historically these european colonizer nations still have various uh to various extents control over the economy of these various african nations or caribbean nations his presence prince charles uh, prince charles may signal the royal family's desire to maintain strong bonds with the island, which will will remain in the Commonwealth, which is a voluntary association of 54 states that includes many former British colonies in which Queen Elizabeth has championed throughout her life. But there was no talk of reparations. There wasn't even talk of an apology. Prince Charles didn't even give an apology for enslaving uh, Africans in Barbados okay and, ki- and 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 killing off the um the arawaks uh as well in Barbados the arawaks and caribbean indians okay so there there's was, there was no apology uh let's go to clip number 1 uh Chiquita. this is a little bit of what happened uh at the ceremony hi
3: sandra
4: Pinala Mason. Do swear that I
3: will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Barbados according
4: to law, so help me God.
1: On behalf of a grateful nation, but an even prouder people, we therefore present to you the designee for national hero of Barbados, Ambassador Robin Rihanna Fenty. May you continue to shine like a diamond.
2: From the darkest days of our past and the appalling atrocity of slavery, which forever stains our history, the people of this island forged their path with extraordinary fortitude.
3: From this moment, Every Barbadian becomes the living
4: embodiment of the new republic. Whether fair or foul winds come our way, vessel Republic Barbados has set sail on her maiden voyage. May she weather all storms and land our country and citizens safely on the horizons and shores which are ahead of us
0: okay so that that was uh from NBC news a little excerpt of what happened um in the at the ceremony now uh, i want to go back to this uh article here from um go back to the article here from NBC news here in just a second calling numbers 313-778-7600 313-778-7600 is the call in number if you have a question or comment um there was a a good timeline of history so i was doing uh more research on barbados today and is a uh at bbc the bbc has a uh good timeline of history on uh barbados we're gonna pull this up here Um uh, so we see that uh the Port- portuguese explorer pedro a uh pedro uh acampos visits the island in uh 1536 and barbados is going to be uh, but barbados uh the name barbados means bearded ones bearded ones and it either refers to bearded fig trees or it refers to the bearded men on the island of uh, of barbados so if we look at this here from uh, the BBC, let me pull this up. We'll look at a uh, quick timeline of history here with Barbados. Um, and this picture here is a Bridgetown, a Bridgetown, uh, pictured in 1910. It was founded in 1628, as Indian village. So in 1627, 1627 Captain Henry Powell, uh, lands a party of English settlers who establish a colony which they can develop as a sugar plantation, sugarcane plantation economy, which they develop, which they then develop as a sugar plantation economy using slaves brought from Africa. These are colonizers, 1627. Now they, they should have said, english colonizers they say english settlers no these were english colonizers let's this let's, let's be honest now 1639 barbados first parliament the house of assembly holds its first meeting 1663 barbados is made into an english crown uh english crown possession in 1663. 1816 there's a slave revolt uh in Barbados. 1834 great britain abolished is in all of his colonies okay in 18 officially abolishes in 1834 1807 great britain abolishes uh the international transatlantic slave trade which means taking africans into its colonies and uh the u.s does the same thing in 1808 okay uh the u.s congress passed the passed the bill march 2nd 1807 which abolished what's known as the international transatlantic slave trade, which means bringing Africans into the country that goes into effect January 1st, 1808. But well, we know, uh, we know Europeans kept doing it. We know here in the U S we know they kept doing it. It became illegal and you had um, uh, ships that were out on, on the seas looking for slave ships and you could be uh, uh, arrested and, uh, and tried in court. Uh, and we see this is what happens with the, amistad slave ship of 1841 okay and those africans sue for their freedom and win their freedom in the u.s supreme court then one of the things the u.s supreme court ruled was that it was illegal for the amistad slave ship to come into u.s waters because the international transatlantic slave trade had been abolished already all right uh, 1937 outbreak of riots in response to poor economic conditions british royal commission sent in to investigate conditions Barbados Labor Party, the BLP, Barbados Labor Party, founded by Grantley Adams, 1937. Grantley Adams. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. list of the African History Network show right here on 9 10 a.m. The Superstation of Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes.
2: Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer associate director Pam Lassiter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month, Juneteenth, and summer festivals in 2022. Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Soul in Motion, celebrating our history, our culture, our future. Soul in Motion, theater, African dance, and drumming since
4: 1984. Nine ten, the Superstation, Detroit's only African American talk radio.
0: Welcome back to the African History Network show, right here on Nine Ten AM Superstation the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. It is Tuesday, November 30th, 2021, and we are live. If you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization, we know Kwanzaa is coming up, um, Dr. King Day, African American History Month is coming up, Christmas, etc. Uh, if you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization, email me at ahnshow at African History AHN Ahnshow at African History Network.com. If you want me to do an in-person presentation or virtual presentation in-state, out-of-state, email me there. You can also call me 313-462-0003, 313-462-0003. Be sure to visit our website, africanhistorynetwork.com. You can register for the online courses I teach uh, on the weekends. Uh, on Sunday, it's Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Mahafa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach them at school. We have the information at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. This is a 10-week online course. We do thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Uh, we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. So as soon as you register, you can watch uh, classes we've done the past uh, few weeks. And you can join us in class live on Sunday, 12 noon to 2 p.m., uh, December 5th and even after the 10 week online course is over with you can watch the class uh, you can still go back and watch the full class and then on Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. uh I teach uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power 1865 to 1968 so you uh we have those on sale right now we have a bundle pack you can register for both classes for only $70 to regularly $130 each um or individually we have them uh, on sale from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement that's on sale $50 and Understand the transatlantic slave trade is on sale, $60. All right. So we were talking about uh, Barbados uh, removing uh, Queen Elizabeth as the head of state in a huge ceremony that took place um, Monday night going into Tuesday morning. And this is big news for uh, the Caribbean nation of Barbados. We were dealing with some history of uh, Barbados right before the break. Uh, the BBC has a, a good timeline of history, Barbados profile timeline. We know they were a uh, colony of um, uh, Britain until they uh, from 1627 up until the time they declared their independence, November 30th, 1966. So today is the 55th anniversary of um, Barbados declaring their independence. Now, 1937, uh, outbreak of riots in response to poor economic conditions uh, in Barbados. 1951, universal adult suffrage introduced. Okay, Barbado- Barbados Labor Party uh, wins general elections. 1954, ministerial uh, government set up with uh, Grant Lee Adams as premier. 1955, Democratic Labor Party, uh, DLP formed out of a splinter with the uh, BLP Barbados Labor Party. 1958 through 1962 uh, Barbados, a member of the British sponsored Federation of the West Indies, of which Grant Lee Adams became the first prime minister. 1961 Barbados granted full internal self-government. OK, with uh, DLP leader Errol Barrow as premier. 1966, Barbados becomes independent with Errol uh, Barrow as prime minister. 1967, Barbados joins the United Nations. All right. Um, So you you can read the rest of this here dealing with uh, some history of uh, Barbados. Now, if we go back to the article here from uh, NBC News about the uh, Barbados cuts ties with uh, Queen Elizabeth, becomes a republic in a dazzling ceremony. If we go back to this article, so uh, Prince Charles uh, attended and we heard re- uh, remarks from Prince Charles. Here's a picture of Rihanna. She was uh, declared a national hero by um, Prime Minister Mia Motley. And Let's see, let's continue here. Um, Prince Charles said, from the darkest days of our past and the uh, uh, appalling atrocity of slavery, which forever stains our history, people of this island forged their path with extraordinary fortitude. People of this island forged their path with, with extraordinary fortitude. now in the 17th century barbados was claimed by the british and turned into a lucrative colony using the labor of hundreds of thousands of people brought over uh as slaves from africa and they had sugarcane plantations there now one estimate i've heard is that the life uh, lifespan barbados uh during this time with the sugarcane plantations was 18 years the lifespan in, in barbados uh one of the estimates i've heard that the lifespan was 18 years they had brutal brutal conditions uh on the sugarcane plantations now barbados became a major hub for the production of sugar an increasingly crucial commodity that helped enrich british slave owners Uh as a result quote as a result of the desire for the production of sugar which was catering Uh, For a growing sweet tooth back in England, white consumer lifestyles built on the back of black exploitation, white consumer lifestyles built on the back of black exploitation and slave labor, said Christopher Pryor, associate professor in colonial and and post-colonial history at UK's University of Southampton. Now, the island's present day population of about 287,000 people is comprised mostly of the descendants of people brought over as slaves from Africa to work in the plantations. Now, despite the uh, this history, there remains a level of respect of monarchy and Britain in general, especially among the island's older population population. Um, Heinz, uh, Heinz said many places in Barbados are named after Queen, Queen Elizabeth or her ancestors and a lion's share of the country's tourists come uh, from the UK. She added the island is often referred to as quote unquote, little England, little England. So hopefully that would change. Hopefully Barbados will be very prosperous, removing Queen Elizabeth as head of state, Uh, and hopefully they will be uh, economically sound as well, and economically prosperous. Still several people in Barbados welcome their country's move to sever ties with this old imperial rulers. For Barbadians, this is not something personal against the queen. It is about our national pride and governance that Rene Holder McLean Ramirez, 45, uh, 45 years old, and LGBTQ uh, community advocate and uh, and consultant, uh, said on the phone from his home in Bridgeton, Bridgeton, uh, Bridgetown, uh, Barbados. As we as we grow and develop as an independent nation, having a foreign head of state just is not necessary or practical he said as we grow and develop as an independent nation having a foreign head of state just is not necessary or practical now for ronnie yearwood an attorney from bridgeton the positive feeling of the move is combined with regret that the government Uh, pushed ahead without consulting public on the type of Republic they would want. Okay. The positive feeling of the move is combined, uh, combined with regret that the government pushed ahead without, without consulting uh, the, the public on the type of Republic they would want. Now, Barbados first uh, pursued the idea of republicanism in the late 1970s and in 2008 proposed to hold a referendum on the issue. But the date was pushed back indefinitely. The decision to remove Queen Elizabeth as head of state was announced in 2020, but with little consultation about the transition but with little consultation about the transition. Quote, there is a lot of disappointment. Uh, Yearwood, uh, who's 42 years old, said it could be it, it, it could have been a beautiful moment for all Barbadians. All right. Now. Uh, read the rest of this article here from uh, NBC News. Barbados cuts ties with Queen Elizabeth II becomes a republic in a dazzling. Ceremony. All right. Now there was face to face has an article also dealing with um, uh, Rihanna being being named as a being declared as a uh, national hero. OK, face to face has an article on this. Uh, there was a. There was a, a history piece. I looked at a number of articles a day. Uh, The Guardian has a really good one also. The Guardian, uh, which is a UK publication. The Guardian has one and they go through and show this map. We're going to pull this one up here from The Guardian also. Barbados parts ways with Queen and becomes world's newest republic. Okay, we'll look at this one here. And then there's uh, there's another one from the BBC. Barbados becomes a republic and parts ways with the Queen. Um, and this has, uh, this one, this other one here from, uh, the BBC has, uh, some good, uh, background history in it as well. I was looking at a number of different articles. I was looking at articles in uh, New York times, uh, Washington post, things like that. And most of the articles didn't have the year that the, um, first English or, or, or the year that, uh Barbados became an English colony that, that was 1627 okay that they became uh an English colony now okay here we're coming up here on a break we'll do it this another side of the break you listen to the African History Network show right here on 910 A on the Superstation the Future Radio I'm Michael Hotel. we'll be back in a few minutes hi I'm Joel Wilson president and
5: CEO of JCW Computer Consulting LLC technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365 and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voiceover IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701.
6: Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that'll satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted. Empower
3: yourself. Start your free trial today.
0: Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation. Uh, Michael M. Hotep. Uh, It is Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. And we are live. Okay, so we were talking about, uh, right before the break, we were talking about um, the news out of Barbados. And uh, Barbados uh, becoming a republic and removing Queen Elizabeth as the head of state. Now, the uh, BBC has a good article here, another good article I was uh, reading today. And uh, they have some more history dealing with Barbados in here. Also, Britannica.com has a really, really good um, section on uh, Barbados as well. This is about 14 pages. I printed it up. Um, I have a subscription to uh, Britannica.com. So Barbados becomes a republic and parts ways with the Queen. This is from uh the BBC. Here is um Sandra Mason. Okay. Uh the new president, Sandra Sandra Mason. Um so in this piece here, uh they give a couple of historical dates. And on page three, let's see here. Uh, the new era of Barbados ends Britain centuries of influence, including more than 200 years when the island was a hub of the transatlantic slave trade. So we deal with some of the history of Barbados in the uh, online class that I teach. We do with Portugal, Spain great britain uh understand the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school so we deal with some of this uh in the 10-week online course that i teach also but uh there was one part i want to get to here on page three okay so uh uh sandra mason 72 years old the island's uh governor general since 2018 was named as president-elect of the nation following a vote in parliament last month. She now replaces the queen as head of state. Um, Formerly known as the British Commonwealth, the Commonwealth of uh, Nations is a loose association of former British colonies and current dependencies along with some countries that have no historical ties to uh, Britain. Now they have a couple of historical dates here. Where is that? Okay. It was one of England's first slave colonies. English settlers first occupied uh, the island of Barbados in 1627, 1627. And under British control, it became a, a sugar plantation, a sugarcane plantation. Sugar uh, sugarcane plantation economy using enslaved people brought in from Africa. Slavery was abolished in Barbados in 1834 and the country became fully independent in 1966. Before Barbados, the last nation to remove Queen Elizabeth as head of state was Mar- uh, Mauritius in 1992. With a population of about 285,000 people, Barbados is uh, one of the more populous and prosperous Caribbean islands. Once heavily dependent on sugar exports, its economy has uh, diversified, but has been hit hard by COVID-19, hurting tourism and rising prices caused by supply chain disruptions, okay? So read this piece here from uh, BBC the BBC also, BBC News. BBC dot com. Barbados becomes a republic and parts ways with the Queen. Barbados becomes a republic and parts ways with the Queen. All right, now uh let's see what we're gonna do here. Uh we're gonna go to clip uh two here, Shakita from uh Channel Seven News dealing with the school shooting. We're going to clip two here in just a second. Also, Britannica.com has some uh, really good history uh, on Barbados. They have a section. I printed this out. It's 14 pages, but they have a uh, history section here. And we're going to try to pull this up quickly. Uh, Little of the islands prehistory is known, but archaeological investigation indicates that it may have been settled as early as 1600 BC as early as 1600 BC by people from northern South America okay Uh, now there were already African people in South America 56,000 years ago and uh, dr. David M hotel deals with this in his book the first Americans were Africans uh, documented evidence I was trying to pull this up from Britannica. Okay, so from about uh, so sixteen hundred BC by people from northern South America who who later disappear from the archaeological record, who later disappear from the archaeological record. Now from about five hundred CE Common Era or AD, from about five hundred AD to sixteen hundred to fifteen hundred AD. Arawak and Carib Indians probably lived on the island. Okay. Uh, The first contact with Europeans may have occurred in the early 16th century when Spaniards visited Barbados. Okay, now we know the Portuguese uh, visit in uh, 1536. Okay, let me scroll down here to uh, the history section here. Let's pull this up. Okay. So we know the Portuguese were there in the 16th century, the Spanish and the British and the the, uh, British as well. In the 17th century, British 1627, 1625 and 1627. All right. So Portuguese explorers also touched on the island, which they named Barbados, which means bearded ones. Okay, And this is here. Uh, cultural life, all right, history. Okay, Arawak, uh, from about uh, 500 to 1,500 common era, Arawak and Carib Indians probably lived uh, on the island. First contact with Europeans may have occurred in the early 16th century when Spaniards visited Barbados. Portuguese explorers also touched on the island, which they named Barbados, which means bearded ones, either for bearded fig trees or bearded men on the island. Now, the island is depopulated because of repeated slave raids by the Spanish in the 16th century, the 1500s. It is believed that those Indians who avoided enslavement migrated to elsewhere in the region. By the mid 16th century, largely because of the island's small size, remoteness, and depopulation, European explorers had practically abandoned their claims uh, to uh, Barbados, and Barbados remained effectively without a population. Okay, so then they go into the history of British rule, and English expedition of 1625 assessed the potential of the island, and on February 17, 1627, the ship called William and John landed with 80 Englishmen and about 10 Africans. The early period of English settlement or colonization was marked by the insecurity resulting from infrequent provision supplies from Europe and the difficulty in establishing a profitable export crop. So you can read the uh, rest of this here. They talk about the British colonizers um, uh, as well. Uh, this is at Britannica.com. All right. Those watching on Facebook and YouTube, uh, keep watching. We're going to keep broadcasting for uh, a few more minutes. Uh, we'll do a quick update on what took place with the uh, school shooting in Oxford, Michigan, which is about 35. It's a suburb. It's about 35 miles away from Detroit. I was watching uh, MSNBC and they had Detroit up there. They said, don't put that on Detroit. That ain't it don't have nothing to do with us. That that's there's another there's another city that ain't Detroit. All right. Um visit our website African History Network.com, African History Network.com. You can register for the online courses I teach on the weekend. Remember, right now is correct wrong It's not over till we win, we're kinda forever. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Okay, stand by. Okay, let's go to this uh, next story here. Let me, let me uh, cue this up here. All right, this is, a, this is a tragedy that that happened with the shooting in Oxford. But hell, the, the Detroit had Detroit had one tragedy. After another. But that? That ain't Detroit. There's there's that, a whole nother. I can't even pick out p- pick out Oxford on the map. I'm just saying that ain't Detroit. So you don't you can't put that on us. Uh, we'll be back from breaking in a couple minutes here.
2: Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer, associate director, Pam Lassiter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month, Juneteenth, and summer festivals in 2022. Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Soul in Motion, celebrating our history, our culture, Our future, Soul in Motion, theater, African dance and drumming since 1984.
0: Welcome back to the African History Network show. Okay. If you want to advertise with the African History Network, Email us at Show at africanhistorynetwork.com, Show at africanhistorynetwork.com. They advertise with us. Also, African-American business owners. Post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast, and uh, you can email us. We'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. Uh, current promotion is about one month. You get two months free. We have like two or three more um, slots left. Okay. So we'll post this information here and you can email us. All right. So, uh, people across the country, uh, um, heard about the school shooting today in Oxford, Michigan, which is a suburb of, uh, Detroit. Okay. It's about 30, about 35 miles or so away from, uh, Detroit. There was a so there's a um, WXYZ Channel Seven has um, here in Detroit has good reporting on this. Um, here's what we know about the uh, victims and suspect in the Oxford school shooting. And let me uh, let me refresh that screen. Refresh that. Also, uh, NBC News has a has an article as well. NBC News has a piece on this uh, also. Uh, three killed, eight injured. Three killed, eight injured, uh, in shooting at Oxford High School. So we're going to go to WXYZ Channel 7 here in just a second, as soon as I can, uh, cue up this, uh, clip. It looks like they have an update. Um, looks like they have an update in the story. Okay, if we look at, uh, the story here from, uh, NBC News, three killed, eight injured in shooting at Oxford High School in suburban uh, Detroit. It's in Oxford, Michigan. The suspect, a 15-year-old sophomore, is in custody, the undersheriff uh, said. Okay, and this is from earlier today. That's Governor Gretchen Whitmer uh, there. And you also have uh, Oakland County Undersheriff Michael McCabe. So three students were killed and eight others uh, were injured in the shooting Tuesday at Oxford high at at Oxford high school and suburban Detroit authorities said the suspect a fifteen uh, year old sophomore is in custody oakland county uh, under sheriff Michael McCabe said uh-huh. Uh, A handgun was also found, a handgun was also found, he said. Now, uh, Hannah St. Juliana, 14 years old, Madison Baldwin, 17, uh, were killed in the shooting. Tate Meyer, uh, 16, died in a patrol car as deputies were taking him to the hospital. Uh, The Oakland County Sheriff's Office said late Tuesday, eight others were seriously wounded, including a teacher and taken to hospitals with various injuries sheriff michael bouchard uh, said they did a press conference late today also uh on this as well wxyz channel 7 has reporting on this i'm um uh, I'm on their website and trying to see there was uh okay so they i guess they have updated information here Let's see if we can go to this clip here after this, uh, another commercial stops playing. So uh, eight others were seriously wounded, including the teacher and taken to hospitals with various injuries. Uh, Three of the wounded students were in critical condition late Tuesday night, including a 15 year old boy with a gunshot wound to the head and a 14 year old girl wounded in the neck and chest and who was on a ventilator uh o- Oakland County Sheriff uh uh Michael Bouchard said Authorities received a uh, authorities received a call about uh an active shooter at a school just before 1 p.m. uh under Sheriff Michael McCabe uh said more than a more than 100 911 calls came in to dispatch he told reporters uh today at a press conference The shooter fired at least a dozen shots before the suspect was taken into custody. The suspect surrendered, uh, did not put up, uh, uh, did not resist, did not put up a fight. Uh, The suspect asked for uh, his attorney uh, as well. Okay, deputies responded, and within five minutes, the suspect was in custody. He did not cause any problems. He gave the weapon up. He didn't have the weapon on time. End quote. Uh, Under Sheriff uh, Michael McCabe said. Now, authorities did uh, did not say what led to the sh- shooting, and Under Sheriff Michael McCabe told reporters that the suspect quote invoked his right not to speak invoked his right not to speak. Police briefly uh, spoke to the suspect's parents who, under Sheriff Michael McCabe, said advised their son not to speak to police. Quote, he's not telling us anything and this at this point in time, he said. Now, the suspect is being held at a juvenile uh, facility, but he could be moved if he is charged as an adult. From uh, Channel 7 News, here's what we know so far also. Um this is in the this is in the article from WXYZ Channel Seven News here in Detroit. Uh, here's what we know uh, about the eleven victims and suspect in the uh, Oxford High School shooting. and they have a uh, summary here of what we know uh, so far. This is in one of the previous articles here. Let me try to go back to their home page. a developer story, so uh, one of the articles I was looking at before we came on the air was updated. Okay, let's try to go back to... Um, Okay, this article here, they have that information. Let's see. Coverage three students dead in Oxford, uh, high school shooting, eight others injured from WXYZ channel seven. So they, uh, WXYZ.com, they have that information here in this article here. Let's try to go back to the, uh, press conference.
3: The Oakland County specifically has prepared I think as well as any community in the nation um, so the first point I'd like to make is sharing information if you hear or see something you've got to say something whether it's okay to say or whether it's calling us directly or anonymously through a variety of methodologies um, we need to know what you see and hear in case Uh, there's some credible information there. Uh, Just in this past week, uh, we've intervened in three different events. They were deemed not to be credible, but we check every one of those out. And so it's critically important people understand that's not a burden to us. It's something we want you to do. Call us if there's anybody talking about things, posting about things, writing, anything you need to let authorities know so there can be intervention. The first line of prevention is open communication. We're also hearing that there were rumors that somebody had heard or said something or knew something in advance. None of that came to us prior to today. So if we find out there was information, that's exactly the kind of thing we need to get and get looped into. in fact, we have a specific phone number set up. If you have information about this case, whether it's previous information you're aware of or anything that's important, that's important or, relevant, or relevant, please let us know at 248-858-4911. Or you can email us at OCSO, that stands for Oak County Sheriff's Office, at oakgov.com. And as I said, we also accept uh, confidential or anonymous tips on anything related to schools. Secondly, I think it's important to note as we face these things across the country and now here in Oakland training. <clears throat> we train regularly for active shooter scenarios and we have for years. In fact, we created a group called Tac many years ago after the active shooter in Mumbai and all of the police agencies in Oakland County have trained together for just this scenario and we looped in and have fire departments now that train with us and our partners in that same activity and all of that was very evident today. So um, we've seen agencies train in our Brandon Township temporary training facility and with a new training facility on the horizon we intend to do even more intensive training and train with every agency in Oakland County going forward as we have in the past but with more scenarios and more real-world pressures if you will third after other school shootings around the country you saw in some scenarios where the officers or deputies didn't go in they staged or they waited outside after some of those scenarios were observed I made it very clear to our staff if they get their first Their job is to go in and neutralize the threat. If I get there first, I'm going in. If we get there together, we're both going in. There will be no staging. And I'm proud to say that's exactly what happened today. They went in and searched out the threat. They went to the gunshots. Train, train, train is our mantra. And that also includes students, schools, and staff. Oxford has been one of those districts that's been proactive and has been training. We have literally trained hundreds of schools, businesses, as well as houses of worship. Sad, but it's necessary. If you remember many, many years ago, we used to have students climb under the desk because of the potential threat of a nuclear attack. Well, there's a very different threat than we have to train to it and be prepared to it. And um, this kind of thing can happen anywhere. And sadly, it happened even in a sweet, quiet community like Oxford. It can visit itself anywhere in America. No one is immune. But that training can, does, and did, I believe in this situation, save lives. So, specifically to this case. On on November 30th, our dispatch center received in excess of 100 phone calls in a very short period of time. Their professionalism in responding to that, handling calls, and getting relevant information to get out to our deputies was a testimony to their excellence and professionalism. The high school has approximately 1,800 students and cars were dispatched at 1,252 and arrived minutes later. Within two minutes, two to three minutes of their arrival, they had a suspect in custody. The first deputies on scene were joined by about 100 other deputies from the sheriff's office And shortly thereafter, almost another 200 from area agencies, including uh, numerous fire departments. I'll give you a very detailed list of who showed up so you can understand the partnership and the training that has gone into being prepared for a situation like today.
0: All right, you can watch the rest of that here at uh, uh, WXYZ.com. That's channel seven here in Detroit visit their website, um, WXYZ.com name of that article. Here's what we know about the 11 victims and suspect in the Oxford high school shooting. And that was Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard. Uh, speaking that you see pictured here, that was in a press conference late today. And, uh, that's from WXYZ channel seven news here in Detroit. All right. Um, so it's definitely a tragedy and uh, more information is coming out. We'll have more details uh, uh, tomorrow. That press conference was held late today. Uh, I want to squeeze in this story here. We um, ran out of time the past couple of days to get to it. So we're going to squeeze it in today. Uh, we we talked about the guilty verdict in the uh, murder of Ahmad Arbery. And there was a segment um, that I played on uh, the show. Wednesday. Uh, was it Wednesday or Sunday? One of those days. Uh, I think Wednesday. The verdict came out Wednesday, um, December twenty. Uh, Wednesday, November twenty fourth. Uh, the verdict came out. So we did a special broadcast that Wednesday because we weren't actually scheduled to be on the air. The radio station was shut down for. Thanksgiving holiday but I broadcast it on our social media platforms so that broadcast is archived and it's an audio podcast format um, so search for the African History Network show wherever you get your audio podcast from or download the iHeartRadio app search for the African History Network show and also at our website africanhistorynetwork.com just click on listen to podcast there was a, a segment from uh, MSNBC from uh, Wednesday November 24th and it deals with uh, what's the difference between malice murder and felony murder what's the difference between malice murder and felony murder okay Um, so and there was also an article dealing with that as well let's go back to that article uh, there was an article from uh, NBC News. Why was one, uh, why was only one defendant? There was an article from uh, NBC News. Why was only one defendant in Ahmad Iberi's killing guilty of malice murder? Why was only one defendant in Ahmad Iberi's killing Guilty of uh, malice murder. All right. And. There's a segment here with um, Georgetown Law School, Professor Paul Butler. From um, Wednesday, November 24th, that deals with this. Uh, Let's go to this clip.
6: Um, again, let's go back to the charges here and the, and the guilty counts. There was some difference between uh, what some of the men were found guilty of. Malice murder was the only count that um, Travis McMichael was found guilty of, but, but Greg McMichael was not, and William Roddy Bryan was not. Also, while the other two men, all three men, frankly, were also found guilty of felony murder, it's a bit confusing to keep track of. Uh, let's go to Paul Butler. Paul, explain to us the difference between malice murder
4: and felony murder. Malice murder means that one had the intent to kill. Felony murder means that you didn't have the intent to kill, but while committing a felony, somebody died. So Travis McMichael was convicted of both malice murder and felony murder. Gregory McMichael and Roddy Bryan were found not guilty of malice murder, which means the jurors did not find that they had the intent to kill Mr. Aubrey. The difference is that Travis McMichael was the trigger man. Under the law, the other two could have been found guilty of malice murder, but it's not unusual for jurors to single out the trigger person. Katie, Georgia has extremely tough sentencing laws. Both malice murder and felony murder carry a mandatory life sentence. The only discretion that the judge has at sentencing is to decide whether it's life with parole or life without parole, but even if the judge grants them the possibility of parole, they have to serve at least 30 years in prison before they become eligible.
6: That is quite a long time. Um, When do you think we're going to, I know we haven't, I don't think we've announced, they've announced the sentencing hearing yet, but how quickly, Paul, do those normally happen post uh, guilty verdict?
4: You know, it depends on the jurisdiction. Again, there's not going to be a whole lot of suspense about this sentence here. I think that the next focus will be on the federal charges and whether, frankly, they'll decide whether they want to cop a plea. Since uh, most of these defendants will spend the rest of their lives in prison, uh, they'll have to decide whether they want to fight the federal case. In that federal case, a lot of the evidence of their bias and racism will be admitted that didn't come in in this case. I think the prosecutor uh, could have introduced that evidence. She could have fought to get the judge to let her use it. But Katie, I think she looked at this jury, 11 out of 12 white folks, and she decided that she didn't want to look like she was injecting race in the case. She thought she had enough evidence without using the racial bias to get her conviction, and she was correct. Well,
6: let me ask you this. How likely is a federal um, uh, prosecutor to accept a plea deal? Are they gonna to wanna to make this uh, go away so quickly or are they gonna to wanna to use this case as an example?
4: That's a great question, Katie. And you know, when you're a lawyer, most cases settle, 95% of criminal cases result in a conviction, and but that's on the basis of a guilty plea. And the reason why lawyers like plea agreements is because you don't have to worry about what a jury will do. So on the one
0: hand, the Justice Department will. All right. So that was uh, that was from MSNBC. That was on Wednesday, November 24th, uh, 2021. Uh, That clip dealt with what's the difference between malice murder and felony murder. Okay, we'll post a link here. That was uh, Georgetown Law School Professor Paul Butler. Explain the difference. We talked about that here on our show before as well. We dealt with uh, the article. Actually, it was, I think it was last Wednesday. I think it was the day the verdict came out. Um, yeah, because this article is from Wednesday, November 24th. We talked about this uh, the day the verdict came out, but we were going into the holiday and we weren't uh, live on. The, we weren't uh, broadcasting on nineteen 10 a.m. Uh, WFDF. Why was only one defendant in Ahmad Auberry's killing guilty of malice murder? Okay, so read that at NBCNews.com. Okay, very quickly here. Uh, if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. All right. And we're here six days a week. This helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills, etc. cetera. Um, so we just posted the information. Uh, this is our official Cash App account, dollar sign, The AHN Show, S-H-O-W. When you go to it, it says Michael and shows my picture there. These other ones here are fake African History Network Cash App accounts. That's not us. Our actual Cash App tag is dollar sign, The AHN Show, S-H-O-W. All right. So... Uh, I teach online classes on Saturdays and Sundays. We have the information on our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Um, on Sundays, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. Understand the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. This is a 10-week online course. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We teach this on Sundays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's at an online school. It's not here on Facebook. It's not on YouTube. Um, and we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch at any time and do a PowerPoint presentation. We have, uh, book references, articles, video clips, etc. So as soon as you register, you can, uh, watch the previous classes and you'll be ready for, um, class this, uh, this Sunday. All right. Now. I just want to go over quickly some of the things we deal with in the online class. All right, so uh, we deal with ancient uh, African history. We deal with ancient Kemet, uh, Nubia, Tanahesi, things like this. We deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors. Uh, We deal with information coming from Dr. David M. Hotep, uh, who wrote the book, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence and uh we do with the ancient african presence in the americas uh dating back tens of thousands of years at least 51,700 years in the land we call the united states of america this is even before native americans come into existence okay even before native americans come into existence as i've said numerous times before you've heard the interviews i've done with uh dr david m hotep uh this was our land stolen from us okay uh, this was, this was our land stolen from us and it's been stolen numerous times. All right. So some of the things we deal with, uh, in the class, we do what was the transatlantic slave trade? What were some of the, um, events that led up to the transatlantic slave trade, uh, happening? You have to understand the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors to, understand what leads to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Uh, And we can't start uh, the history in uh, 1441 with the Portuguese uh, going into uh, uh, Mauritania. We can't start in 1619 uh, with our history in Virginia. Okay, we have to deal with tens of thousands of years of history that leads up to uh, the transatlantic slave trade taking place. this is this is one of the problems with the 1619 project It doesn't deal with history going back far enough this is this is one of the problems with the 1619 project now uh, we do a what road to Christopher Columbus play Columbus is, is is very essential to the spread of the transatlantic slave trade okay Columbus and his four voyages uh, on behalf of the Spanish crown and as I said numerous times before Columbus never came to the land that we call the United States of America. Okay. When you look at where uh, Columbus went on his four voyages, uh, he goes into uh, Central America. He goes into the Caribbean. He goes into uh, Puerto Rico and Honduras. Um, He never comes to the land that we call the United States of America. The closest he comes here is Cuba, which is uh, about 90 miles away. All right. And we deal with uh, Columbus, and 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 um, uh, we deal with King Charles um, the First, de las Casas, Right Reverend Bishop Ptolemy de las Casas, and we deal with this history chronologically. You have to look at um, this history chronologically to uh, really understand how all of this uh, evolves. So when we look at where Columbus goes on his four voyages, uh, August 3rd, 1492, late in the same year that uh, uh, Spain takes back control of the Moors' last stronghold, Granada, January 2nd, 1492. Um, Columbus sets sail on his first of four voyages on the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria. He goes into the Bahamas, he lands there October 12th, 1492 which he calls San Salvador, which means Saint Savior. He said it means Saint Savior. He named it after his Savior, Jesus the Christ, but then became a devil to the people and decimated the population. So he goes into he goes into um, San Salvador, Cuba, Hispaniola, an island of Hispaniola. You know, the western portion of Hispaniola is where Haiti is, Haiti or Haiti. Uh, second voyage, September 1493, goes into the West Indies and Puerto Rico, and Jamaica in 1494. Third voyage, May 1498, goes into Trinidad and Venezuelan mainland uh, in South America. Fourth voyage, May 1504, he goes into Panama and Honduras in Central America. Okay, he never comes to the land that we call uh, the United States of America. Now, uh, so. We deal with the role Columbus played, and also Spain as well in the house in, the, in like the Asiento de Negros signed by King Charles the in 1518, which gives a license to uh, European nations and uh, European slave traders to supply England to supply Spanish colonies with enslaved Africans. We do a when did Africans first come to the US as slaves? Did Africans sell themselves into slavery? We deal with that complicated history because it's not uh, like it's normally taught, okay? We deal with that complicated history. Um, we deal with did Af- uh, were African people in America before the slave trade, yes, we were. As I said before, this was our land stolen from us. Yes, the transatlantic slave trade took place, but we were here tens of thousands of years before it happened. Uh, we do with the 800 year occupation of europe by the africans known as the moors and what the moors taken to europe because this these things they take to europe the the uh the mathematics the science the the medicine um uh, the, these things are going to bring europe out of the dark ages and it's going to be to our detriment as well uh shocking archaeological discoveries that are causing experts to rethink everything we deal with numerous archaeological discoveries that are causing the archaeologists, the paleontologists, the scientists to push the timelines back. And uh, they're realizing that all this stuff is much older than uh, what we've been told. Okay, all this stuff is much older than uh, what we've been told. All right. So uh, we also deal with uh, insurance companies, the role insurance companies uh, played in insuring uh, slave ships, as well as Africans on, uh, plantations as well. Okay. Because insurance policies were taken out on African slaves on the plantations also, uh, Freemasonry, America and the founding fathers, the origins of the term Africa, uh, America, and, and, uh, much more. Do with the problem with slave movies, why, be, why, uh, have we been bombarded with slave movies and slave themed TV shows? Asar Aset and Heru and the Origins of the Immaculate Conception Story, how all this connects to ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt and the retelling of these stories throughout thousands of years in various people's cultures. Um, links to ancient Kemet, Egypt and early Christianity. Uh, Freemasonry in America. We do it with the fake Willie Lynch letter, 1712, because Willie Lynch never historically existed. Uh, we talk a lot about the film Black Panther. And the African influence in the film Black Panther as well, because Black Panther is a deep movie. There are eleven different African cultures uh in the film Black Panther. Uh so we deal with we we deal with all that uh in the class. And we deal with Osar, in Heru, who the Greeks called Osiris, Isis, and Horus, the first holy trinity. Uh we break down the connection between the uh, uh the annunciation, the Immaculate Conception, the Adoration, and the Virgin Birth, and how that dates back to the ancient Kemet thousands of years ago. Uh this is our set, the first queen of Kemet. Uh she's the wife of Osar, or who the Greeks called Osiris, mother of Heru, or who the Greeks called Horus. Um he, he was the first Kha Rest uh that in English, they call Christ coming from the Greek Christos, the comedic ca rest, ka meaning spirit, rest meaning to rise, meaning the rising of the spirit, the ca Uh We do it the mythology of Asar, Set, Heru, and uh, Asar, the father being cut into 14 pieces by his his brother Set, and uh, the resurrection of Osiris or Asar, and the creation of the, of the Tekken as well, which is a... Uh, African symbol of uh, resurrection. Do we have the Tekken in this present. Okay, this is the sh- yeah, this is the Tekken right there. Okay, because that's what the Washington Monument is. The Washington Monument is a Tekken. This is the short presentation. Um, uh, this is the short preview presentation. The long presentation is uh, over a hundred slides for, for the actual class. So when we look at the Washington Monument, uh, that's a Tekken. We know that. Many of the founding fathers were Freemasons, and Freemasonry has its roots, its origins in ancient Kemet, the teachings in ancient Kemet, the mystery systems. Uh, There are about 1,200 Tekkenu all throughout uh, ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. Today, there are either a dozen or less than a dozen, somewhere between 7 to 12. And this is a symbol of resurrection. Uh, coming from the uh, the story of Osar are set in heru when uh Osar's uh, body is cut up into 14 pieces 13 are recovered by his his wife Osset Isis the uh, the 14th is was missing the, the penis the phallus so this is a symbol erected to represent the piece missing from Osar, but it's a symbol of resurrection now the word mason is derived from the Latin words mass and sun. Mason means child of light and expresses the desire to pursue light, which is a metaphor for the sun, which symbolizes knowledge. The term child of light or sons and daughters of light was first used to identify students who had completed 42 years of study in the temples of ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. Many Masonic temples were modeled after the temples of Kemet, places where light or knowledge was imparted in a series of steps or degrees. So the concept of liberal arts colleges comes from ancient Kemet and George GM James deals with this and Stolen Legacy deals with the, uh, the, the seven liberal arts, the arithmetic, the rhetoric, the logic, things like this. In um, the concept of, of uh, associating knowledge with light. Okay, and if, in, in school, if you have a child that's smart, you say that's a bright child, B-R-I-G-H-T associated with light. And when when the Vandals and the Visigoths crushed the Western portion of the Roman Empire in 476 AD, it cast uh, Europe into the Dark Ages, which is a period of ignorance, hundreds of years, a period of ignorance, ignorance and war and things like this. It's going to be the Africans, it's going to be the Moors going in 711 AD, going into the Iberian Peninsula from Morocco, it's going to be the Moors. Unfortunately, who take the teachings from ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt into Europe, and this is going to bring Europe out of the dark ages they're taking the light from ancient Africa into europe, and this brings Europe out of the dark ages and then we're going to see Europe coming out of the dark ages and we see the see the late fourteen hundreds and we see uh the europeans uh uh expanding and conquering non-european nations uh uh, going into africa conquering the caribbean things like this and and building back up europe after europe was devastated by the black death the bubonic plague which hits in 1347 a.d hits and spurts from 1347 a.d to 1400 um 50 of the 56 signers of the declaration of independence were freemasons 13 of the uh, 39 signers of the U.S. Constitution for Freemasons. If you read Egypt on the Potomac by Tony Browder, he breaks this down, page 18 and uh, page 32, uh, Egypt on the Potomac by Tony Browder. I talked to Browder a couple of days ago, so I'm trying to set up another interview with him because uh, he's heading back to uh, Egypt soon. The Black Death of Bubonic Plague hits in 1347 to 1400, common era. One of the worst plagues in history arrived at Europe's shores in 1347 AD or CE Common Era. Five years later, some 25 to 50 million people were dead in Europe because of the Black Death, the bubonic plague. Nearly 700 years after the Black Death swept through Europe, it still haunts the world as the worst case scenario for uh, an epidemic called the Great Mortality as it caused its devastation. This second great pandemic of bubonic plague became known as the Black Death in the late 17th century, the late 17th century. Modern genetic analysis suggests that the bubonic plague was caused by the bacterium um, Yersinia pestis or Y pestis. Chief among its symptoms are painfully swollen lymph uh, glands that form pus filled boils called uh, uh, Bobos uh suffer uh uh, sufferers also uh face fever chills headaches shortness of breath hemorrhaging bloody uh sputum vomiting and delirium and if it goes untreated a survival rate of 50 percent history.com has a good um a good article dealing with the black death history.com the official website of the history channel so we deal with massa musa the richest man uh, in history and Emperor of the Mali Empire uh, becomes Emperor of the Mali Empire in 1312 AD. We deal with uh, the relationship between Mansa Musa uh, and uh, T'Challa in the movie Black Panther because in the Marvel comic universe, T'Challa is the richest man in the basically the Marvel comic universe. He's the king of Wakanda. Mansa Musa became ruler of the Mali Empire in 1312 AD, taking the throne after his predecessor, Abu the II, for whom he had served as deputy, went missing on a voyage Uh, he took by sea to find the edge of the Atlantic Ocean. Massamusa's rule came at a time when European nations were struggling due to raging civil wars and a lack of resources. During that period, the Mali Empire flourished thanks to ample natural resources like gold and salt. This is an article that came out the month after Black Panther came out. March 19th, 2018, The fort, this 14th century African emperor remains the richest person in history, okay? Then we deal with like some of the Neteru, the forces of nature, the deities in uh, ancient Kemet, like Bast or Bastet. And we see Bast uh, depicted in the film Black Panther, uh, which is the a deity that watches over Wakanda, the Black Panther. OK, not 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 Chala, but the actual Black Panther. OK, that deity. And we're going to see in ancient Kemet in different cities. There's a different netter uh, that watches over the city. OK, a different deity that watches over the city. But Bast or Bastet was an ancient Kemetic goddess worshipped in the form of a lioness and later a cat. She was a goddess of warfare or netter of warfare in lower Kemet and worshiped as early as the second dynasty about 2890 BCE, before the common era or was commonly known as BC. Okay, this is a, a, a brief overview of some of the things we deal with in the class. It's a 10 a week online course we do with thousands of years of history. We go through things chronologically as much as possible and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. So uh, we'll post the link here. We have a bundle pack right now where you can register for both classes for only $70. Uh, There's regularly 130 for each class. Uh, You get ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade uh, that I do on Sundays and Sundays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern standard time, as well as from the civil war to the civil rights movement and black power, 1865 to 1968. That I do on Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once again, we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime. Even after the 10 week online course is over with, you still have access to the full class. Go back and watch it as much as you want to. You can watch from around the world. We have the information on our home, the homepage of our website, African History dot com, history com. You can buy the class. You can register for the classes individually or in the bundle pack, which is the biggest discount we have that going on for a couple uh days, one or two more days. The uh, the bundle pack discount, all right. Look, we have to get out of here. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct wrong behavior. Uh, if you have any questions about the class, you can email me at show at africanhistorynetwork.com, and also if you want to you rather pay through Cash App instead of PayPal, let me know as well. E- email me, we can work that out for you. Remember, right now is correct own behavior is not over till we win. We're kinda of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.
2: Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer, associate director, Pam Lasseter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month, Juneteenth, and Summer Festivals in 2022. Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Soul in Motion, celebrating our history, our culture, our future. Soul in Motion, theater, African dance, and drumming since 1984.
1: Kwanzaa
0: is coming and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African-American flag, and a basket. Visit the KwanzaaShop.com, the KwanzaaShop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit thekwanzashop.com and place your order today. thekwanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African
1: holiday. thekwanzashop.com Mental health and well-being have long been a taboo subject in the so-called African-American community. So I enlisted the help of mental health experts, thought leaders, and activists to help kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and heal from post-traumatic slave syndrome.
2: We experience trauma a lot of times um, on a subconscious level. So sometimes something happens to us and we know that it's traumatizing, but we don't really recognize the extent of the
1: trauma we are emotionally constipated and emotionally obese because again all the things that we experienced in childhood we've suffocated and we stored in our body it's a time to kill and it's a time to heal we've been haunted by the ghost of willie lynch and his doctrine of self-refueling trauma for too long it's time for willie to die die willie Stop stops for the ghost l-o-x d block it's time to kill a ghost of willie lynch and get out the matrix Check out my man, Ron Life Speaks, at DoddWilly.com. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson,
5: President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365, and Surface tablets. Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PC Matic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voiceover IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com
1: or call 215-879-6701.